Hello and welcome to the Monroe Method Clancast. I am Jason Monroe and this is episode 40. Now, it's a little bit of a milestone. I mean, it's not quite the milestone that 50 is, but it is a little bit. Today we are going to talk about... Oh, how can I phrase this? Christ, I don't even know what I'm going to call this episode. Because what I'm about to say will sound shit and it's not going to be a great title, so I'll need to work on it. But basically, this is about changing your version of things. I told you it was awful. (laughs) But basically, let me go back to the group because I did a live chat about this on Tuesday. Um, and I wanted to talk about it while it's still fresh in my mind. So what what did I call it in the group? It was something like, you don't have to go without anything. You maybe just need to change your version of it. Live chat, you don't have to miss out on anything, but you might need to change your version of it. That's better. You don't need to miss out on anything. Not a thing. So basically what this means is that when when people go on a diet there's there's this idea right that you're you're about to enter this period of massive restriction you are about to have to go without takeaways without alcohol without chocolate without crisps without sweets you're going to have to turn down every social occasion you're going to have to take yourself to bed early so you don't need, you don't eat you're going to have to start guzzling water, like all this other nonsense that like people just automatically associate with dieting, with losing weight, because that's just how they've always done things in the past. So here, here is the thing, right? You do not need to change anything. Yeah, you don't need to change anything that you are doing, meaning you don't need to stop eating crisps, you don't need to turn down social occasions, you don't need to stop eating takeaways, right? You do not need to change any of the things that you are doing, but you will absolutely have to change the way that you're doing them. I should have just said that in the beginning and stopped all that waffle, but that's it. You do not need to change a single thing you're doing, you just need to change the way that you do it. So like inside Clan Monroe, inside the Monroe Method, we have this outrageously all-inclusive approach where nothing is off limits, nothing's restricted. We don't tell you you're not allowed to eat anything. There's no like um, permitted food lists or banned food lists, uh, anything like that. I'm trying to think of all the awful shit I've heard over the years, but yeah. You can basically eat and drink to your heart's content. Now, you're asking yourself, how on earth do people lose weight then? Well, it's because we get people to change the way that they want to eat and drink to their heart's content, right? If I say to you, you can eat and drink as much as you want, your first thought is, oh my God, I can't do that because I'll gain weight. Well, you'll only gain weight if the way that you want to eat and drink is in an excessive manner. If you have a goal of weight loss, then the way that you want to eat and drink should be aligned with your goal. So, coming back to the topic, here's the example I used in this live chat at the weekend. So, I I did a check-in a couple of weeks ago with someone who was a little bit upset at what their weight was doing, but it wasn't doing anything that it wasn't supposed to do. Remember, your weight will always do what it's supposed to do based on what 
you do and this person had eaten to excess. So their weight was doing exactly what it was supposed to do. They were unhappy about it. But when you break it down, are they actually unhappy with their weight? Not really. They're unhappy with their actions. It's like being annoyed at how much money's in your bank. You're the one that decides how much money's in there. If you, you know, if you go out on the town at the weekend and check your bank on a Monday and you have a prolapse at the big minus figure that's there, then the money didn't do anything. Your bank didn't do anything. Your bank statement isn't doing anything. You spent it. And it's the same when it comes to your weight, right? So anyway, back to the point. The person was very upset. And their complaint was, I just want to be able to eat pizza and not gain weight. Okay, and I eat pizza and don't gain weight. I work with people who eat pizza and lose weight. And equally, there are people that eat pizza and gain weight. And the reason I'm telling you that is, if, if people can eat the same foods and achieve different outcomes, then we know that the food isn't the problem, right? So, for example, like the, there are things in life where when everybody does it, the same things happen. The same thing happens to them. If you stand outside in the rain, you will get wet, and that happens to every single person, right? So that makes it a a def a definitive thing. It's a definite thing, right? If you go outside when it's raining, you'll get wet. Versus every time someone eats pizza, they gain weight, and that's not true because like I said there are people losing weight gaining weight and maintaining their weight all while eating pizza so is the pizza the problem no what's the one constant in that situation the human being eating the pizza that's the variable that's the that's it sorry that was a that was confusing <laughs> the variable what is the, the the constant thing sorry is the pizza the variable is the human being right they're the person that's changing so here, here's here's what happened after I got into the nitty gritty of this check-in with this person. Tell me about your pizza. Okay, that was pretty much the question I asked, right? So you're not just eating a pizza and gaining weight because, you know, if I go look at the back of a frozen pizza I might get from Aldi, it's about, I don't know, 800 calories, something like that. 400 calories per half pizza. You're not eating 800 calories and gaining weight. And then when we got into it, it was like, well, no, it was a Domino's. I was like, okay, well, even if it's a Domino's, a, a large pizza might be two and a half thousand calories. I mean, how many people were you splitting it with? Oh, well, it wasn't just a pizza. It was, it was a meal deal. It was two large pizzas, one for me, one for my partner. Um, but we also had sides. We also had a cookie dough dessert. We also got the two liter bottle of like regular sugar Coke. Full fat isn't a thing. You don't get fat in fizzy drinks. Stop calling it that. It's full sugar, not full fat. Um, so very quickly we've, we've discovered that, okay, so it wasn't just a pizza. It was probably three to 4,000 calories worth of pizza, sides, dessert, and drinks. So it's not really the pizza that's the problem, is it? It's bringing it back to the wonderful title, it's their version of it. You know, this is a person who only needs 2,000 calories a day, by the way. So you can understand pretty quickly how their version of having pizza, where they split 8,000 calories between them and their partner, is leading to weight gain in that person, especially when it's something they do regularly. Then, at the opposite 
end of the scale. And I don't know if she listens to these podcasts, but I have an ex-member of mine, someone I would now call a friend, who worked with me long ago, lost weight long ago, maintains a weight, has had a baby since, um, who eats Domino's pizza regularly and does not gain weight. So what's the difference? The difference is she gets a... I keep meaning to look this up, but whatever the tiny version of a pizza is, so it's either an individual pizza or a personal pizza, I'm not sure. My friend used to work at Domino's and she she and I uh, flat shared for a while and she had a second job at Domino's and she would always bring me home this, per- this she got a free pizza every night, this small personal pizza and I ate it. Uh, so anyway, this person gets a personal pizza, whatever it is, and she'll get a big bowl, she'll make a side salad, a lovely side salad, she'll get the pizza, open the box, dump the pizza on top of the side salad, and she has Domino's pizza for dinner. So we have two people having Domino's pizza on a regular basis, one of them is having a personal pizza, I don't know the calories involved, I would maybe say something like 600, maybe, maybe more, six, 700, plus our side salad, which is nothing, but it's very filling and it adds volume to the meal. Um, so we've got one person doing six or 700 calories of Domino's pizza and another person doing three to 4,000 calories worth of Domino's pizza. Both people are eating the exact same food from the exact same place, but they have two very different versions of it. In one person, it's leading to weight maintenance and the other person, it's contributing to weight gain. So it's it's not that you have to stop eating pizza or stop eating takeaways or cut out the crisps or the sweets or anything like that because all of these things can and should have a place within the balance of your diet. But you may, you will definitely have to change your version of it. If your idea of ordering a Chinese is you and your partner both getting a main, both getting your own chips, both getting your own fried rice, both getting a starter, sharing a packet of uh, prawn crackers, like how many thousands of calories are involved in that? And the thing, like while we're on the topic of takeaways, the thing with takeaways as well is we eat takeaways differently. Like there is no way around this you will 100% eat a takeaway completely differently to how you make, how you would eat like a dinner that you make. You will eat to excess. Now that's not a bad thing and it doesn't mean that you're massively over consuming. It just means that you are eating something that you have created a lot of excitement around. There's a lot of novelty around it. It tastes fucking brilliant, especially if it's a Chinese or a Domino's pizza. They're supposed to taste like that to keep you going back again and again. They're not going to send you something that tastes crap, are they? Like, there's there's this... There's, like, this fine line between making something healthy and making it taste delicious. And restaurants have, you know, a vested interest in bringing you back again, so they're not going to go too far down the health route and make something taste bland and boring. They're going to go all in on the taste, on your taste buds, and make it taste amazing. And to make something taste amazing, it usually comes with a pretty hefty calorie price tag. Or in a Chinese uh, Chinese foods uh, case, massive amounts of MSG, monosodium glutamate, which is that thing that 
makes you not want to stop eating it basically it sends your taste buds tingling so yeah where was i with the chinese yeah if that's your very yeah and we're always going to eat takeaways differently you're going to eat them quickly you're going to want to eat more you want you're going to want to go back for seconds not only does it taste amazing and there's the excitement and there's the novelty there's also the financial investment Especially if it's a big Domino's meal deal. Jesus Christ, have you actually seen the price of Domino's? So if you've just spent the best part of 30 quid or 40 quid on some big massive meal deal, you're not going to eat a couple of slices of pizza and just stop. You're not going to order two large pizzas plus sides plus dessert and just have a little bit of everything and fuck the rest in the bucket. Of course not. You're going to eat the majority of it and if what you don't eat because you're too full and can't eat anymore... You will leave lying in the kitchen, you'll pick at for the rest of the night, and you might even come back to it the following morning. So, it it doesn't matter what it is. Like, ultimately, what is a takeaway? It's your dinner, the same dinner that you've been eating every night for the majority of your life, cooked by someone else and either delivered to or you've picked it up. Uh, either deliver to your home or you've gone to pick it up. And that's it. The novelty is you've not had to cook. That's it. You've not had to cook and it's going to taste great. So it's a convenience option, but we act completely differently around it. So keeping in mind that you are going to act completely differently, does it then make sense to order massive amounts of food? Does it make sense to, if it's a Chinese, to both have a separate main and sides? Or could you both, you know, if, if there's the potential for it and you both like the same thing, is there a is there a chance for you to say, do you know what, this time let's get the thing you like the most. So for me, that would be like my wife would get um, chicken fried rice and a portion of curry sauce and onions. Cool. We'll do that this time. Next time we'll get mixed satay and fried rice and that's my choice. And we alternate and then we're halving it. And half of a Chinese is, for me anyway, more than enough, right? Half of a main... It's a mixed meat satay, loads of protein, um, and half of a portion of rice, potentially salt and pepper chips. Between two people, that's an adequate dinner. When you put that out on a plate, that looks the same amount, if not maybe a little more, than what you would have any other night for tea. So that's how you can have these things regularly without it ha- having a negative impact on your weight or your health. And it's, it's not about never having them again. It's not about restricting them. It's not about having to set up some kind of food rules where you're only allowed to have them for a treat or you can only have them on a certain night of the week. It's just about changing the way that you do it, changing the way that you view it and changing the way that you do it. And you can apply that to anything. Like, oh, I just want to be able to drink and not gain weight. Well, stop drinking 13 pints in a night eating crisps and nuts all night, going to get a kebab and chips and cheese on the way home, and then eating like a crazy person the next day because you're hungover. You know, it's not the alcohol that's the problem, it's all the stuff that goes with the alcohol. Yes, alcohol contains calories, and if it stopped at the alcohol calories, it probably wouldn't be a big deal, but it doesn't stop at the alcohol calories. We've covered that in other episodes if you search for for alcohol. So yeah, you can apply it to anything. Um, you do not need to stop doing anything. You do not need to drastically overhaul your life. You do not need to start 
cutting things out of your diet left, right and centre. I'm going to cut out sugar and I'm going to cut... <clears throat> I once worked with someone, one of my first private clients, who decided she was going to cut out sugar because that was her solution to why she kept... Like, the problem was that she kept going to the shop and buying sharing bags of sweets. So her solution to that was to just cut sugar out of her diet. Now, that doesn't solve anything, does it? It doesn't help you understand why you keep buying sharing bags of sweets. Oh, you, it just... It... What's the way of describing that? It doesn't solve the problem. It just removes it for a little while. That's what most restrictive approaches are. Like, I'm going to stop eating biscuits. Awesome. And you lose weight. Great. What does that tell us? That when you stop eating biscuits, you lose weight. What does it teach you? Nothing. Other than what I just said. What's going to happen when you start eating biscuits again? Well, since I've not learned anything about why I use biscuits the way I use them, I'm probably going to start gaining weight again. When I work with people inside the Monroe Method, like, we do not look to cut anything out. We do not look at anything like that, right? We Even when it comes to, like, doing their check-ins and we'll talk about, oh, I'm eating a lot of this or I'm eating a lot of that, the suggestion of, well, let's cut it out your diet or let's not buy it anymore or let's not keep it in the house, that would never fucking come into the equation because that's horrendous. Instead, we go at it from the complete opposite angle, like, okay, well, let's explore why you keep doing this. No, tell me about the situation. What is it a certain time of night? Is there a trigger moment when the kids go to bed? Do you have something in a cupboard that you go into frequently? Like, if you make yourself half a dozen cups of tea a day, do you have biscuit jars in beside the tea bags? Like, all that kind of stuff. And we explore it and we try to understand why it's happening so that we can work on it. Because if you just remove something, then you remove the ability to work on it. And if you don't work on it, nothing changes. And if nothing changes, nothing fucking changes. So yeah, I forgot what the clever thing I said at the start was now, but you, oh, I don't know, you don't need, to, whatever it was, you don't need to cut anything out. You just might need to change your version of it. Just pretend I'm saying the cool thing I said earlier on. I'll need to rewind this to find out what the title was going to be again. Oh wait, no, I copied my thing. I copied the thing from the group, which I have now closed and can't see. You don't need to, whatever it was. Anyway, I hope that's been helpful. Give me feedback on this one. I would like to hear from you. And here's the thing as well. I, I don't know how many people are listening to this podcast that don't work with me inside, inside Clan Monroe, but... If you are thinking about joining, I hope this gives you a little bit insight into like how we do things and, you know, <laughs> that we're not going to ask you to start drastically overhauling things and ask you not to have a social life and not to eat things that uh, you enjoy. Because let's be honest, like the reason that you eat the things you eat is because you enjoy them. It's not because you hate them, because you enjoy them and you, you want things that you enjoy to be a part of your diet. You don't want them to be a problematic part of your diet. You want them to be a positive part of your diet. And you don't learn how to do that while removing things, right? You need to leave them in and you need to learn how to work with them, uh, not against them. Anyway, drop me a DM, tag me in a story, take a screenshot, do something. Let me hear how you're, how you're finding these episodes.
And I don't know what I'm going to talk about next week. So it will be a nice surprise for both of us.